Another edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast, following uh, Sunday's victory by Purdue over Rutgers, 84-72. Uh, to 72. And Once again, I'm, I'm amazed that the Vegas people who set the lines know what the hell they're doing. Uh, Purdue opened as a 12.5-point favorite. It might have got bet down to 11.5, but it finished at 12, and it makes those people look like geniuses. Uh, but anyway... Just thought, thought I'd bring that up. Uh, big win for Purdue, uh, and I think the day off on Thursday helped. Got off to a really fast start, shot the ball well early, um, hit some threes, six and nine from threes to start the game, including two by Mason Gillis, two by Sasha Stefanovic, Isaiah Thompson had one, and the big guy, Travion Williams, had one that blew the roof off the place. But... You know, they, they got off to a really good start, uh, a lot of energy, uh, and, I, I, and I think you can kind of tie that to, to getting a day off, and uh, in the, you may look at it and say, well, that's not a big deal, but when you've gone 23 straight days without a day off, and you're just trying to get to the finish line of, of this stretch, you know, it is a big deal. And now this team will get two days off, Monday and Tuesday, because it doesn't play again until Saturday at Michigan State. Uh, and then, you know, that's going to be the start of three games in a week that, uh, you know, Purdue will have to, to finish out the regular season and put themselves in a position to win the Big Ten. And I think Sunday was a, was a tone setter for that. Uh, the way they played, the way they finished, uh, the way they finished the first half, 9-1 run, where they opened the second half, 9-0 run. Uh, I think overall it was uh, Purdue, probably, I think they outscored them maybe uh, 18 or 20-1 to 1 during that stretch because uh, they had a 20-point lead there in the second half. And, of course, Rutgers came back. Rutgers is good, good team. They should be in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, Ron Harper Jr. did play. Uh, he came out, hit a couple threes, but, you know, Geo Baker was back. He didn't play in the first game against Purdue, and they've got some nice, they've got some nice pieces on their team. I mean, they, um, they have played well enough here to make the NCAA tournament, but they have to finish it out because they have a lot of bad losses from earlier in the year, and you just can't discount those now that, now that they've started, you know, winning. They're four and one in their last five. You know, they, They've beaten four ranked teams before uh, Sunday, but they, they still have they still have some work to do. And uh, but they have the look and the feel of an NCAA tournament team, and they they should be in, assuming that they they take care of business here in the next two weeks. But with Purdue, um, I, I just thought it was a good a good game for them to kind of. Set the tone for what's going to happen here in, in the stretch run. I, I still think Purdue is going to win this uh, regular season championship. Uh, yeah, they, they they may end up tying for it, but when you look at when you look at the upcoming schedules, you know Purdue has to go to Michigan State and they have to go to Wisconsin and they host Indiana. You know Michigan State is is not playing well right now. Doesn't mean they won't play well on Saturday. Just they're not playing well right now. Uh, and uh, you have a feeling that they're going to, with, with some of the things that Michigan State hasn't done this year, um, they're going to struggle with the 
defending Purdue's bigs. Uh, so, but anyway, that's Saturday, and then you know the, the the big key coming up is that game at Wisconsin. That will that will likely decide the uh, who wins it. Whether it's going to be a shared thing, uh, somebody gets it by itself. Wisconsin still has to go to Rutgers, and Rutgers has already beat already beaten Wisconsin uh, in at the Kohl Center, and then Purdue finishes with Indiana. Uh, three winnable games. Three games that you know, I think that they can. I think they can take care of business and win, win the league. And to me, there were a lot of signs tonight that that can happen. You know, Purdue, Purdue ends up giving up uh, 72 points, uh, which is a high number. But I think you also have to look how the game finished and uh, the back and forth, or the, you know, the, the fact that Rutgers was fouling, trying to put Purdue at the field free throw line, and. Um, you know, and then just kind of scoring at the end. But when you when you look at you know the stretch at the end of the first half and the start to second half uh, to hold them to one point for that long a period of time, I, I, I think we saw a little bit of improvement from Purdue's defense. I, I'm not saying massive improvement, but I think I think it was a a, a small step. And that's what you're going to get with this team from from a defensive standpoint. I thought they were I thought they were better defensively, but they have to you know they need to be better. They have to be better. And they have to really be better once they get in the tournament. But you know this team feeds off its offense. I mean it's that's who they are. And when they're when they're going well offensively, you know they get they get tuned in a little bit more defensively, and you know that's. That's the way it is. I mean, they they're going to have to win games in the tournament like they did today. But I also think some of the things they did today, taking care of the ball, only seven turnovers, only one against the press, and Rutgers press once they got down, you know, double digits in the first half. Uh, so Purdue handled the press for an extended period of time, probably as well as it's done all year. And that has to be has to be a positive step. Now each press is different, all that kind of stuff. But the way that Rutgers defends and how physically physical they are when they defend, it's Purdue only has seven turnovers against that defense. I mean that's that's a good sign. I mean Eric Hunter had his second straight game with no turnovers, um, and I think four. Four of the nine players had a turnover. Ivy had three, but there were a lot of guys that didn't have any. And if you can go in there and not turn the ball over, you know you, you're going to see results from that. And I think you know Purdue Purdue did that tonight. You know they took care of the basketball, and they also capitalized on Rutgers' mistakes. Rutgers had 11 turnovers, but Purdue scored 19 points off those turnovers. Anytime you can get more points. Then they had turnovers off their turnovers. Then you've had a good night in that category. Not only did Purdue take care of the ball with seven, but they pounced on Rutgers' mistakes and scored 19 points off 11 turnovers. That's you know that's that's almost scoring two points for every turnover, and that's that's impressive. Usually, I mean, if you're even in that category, I think it's pretty good. But anytime you get above the you know, if they have 11 turnovers and you have 12 points, that's still pretty good. But when you have 19 points off 11 turnovers, 
you've you've really, in my opinion, really capitalized on their mistakes by hitting some threes in transition um, or getting a three-point play. You just you're maximizing the mistake and turning it into, into your favor, and that that can be a bit demoralizing for a team as well. But again, I thought there were signs tonight from Purdue that um, you know they're ready to to close this thing out uh, with these three games. Uh, it's been a long, long grind to this point in the season. And to me, one of the most impressive things about what has happened here in the last month since the Indiana loss, that Purdue is 10-1 and since that loss. And the only loss was to Michigan. You know, whether you, you, know, whether you get beat by two or you get beat on a last-second shot or you get beat by 24, you know, it's still a loss. But Purdue is 10-1 and since then. Since that Indiana loss, they're ten and one, um, and I know at times it hasn't felt like it because obviously the Maryland game didn't feel that way. You know, they lost the Michigan game, even the Northwestern game on Wednesday was just kind of a game to get through because you were at the end of that long stretch. But today was the first really solid game that Purdue had played from start to finish since um, since beating Illinois at Mackey Arena uh, what, 10, 11, 12 days ago. Uh, so I, I think they got some of their mojo back. And of course, Jaden Ivey was, you know, terrific, um, you know, on the dunk uh, at the free throw line. You know, he took more free throw attempts than Rutgers did as a team. That's a good sign from an aggressive standpoint. You know, Purdue is being aggressive. Now, some of those came in the last couple minutes, free throws when Rutgers is fouling, but uh, you could see an, uh, an attack mentality from this team, especially from Ivy, from the get-go. Uh, and they were, you know, they were, playing, they were playing downhill most of the game and taking it to Rutgers and forcing them uh, into uncomfortable situations. And Purdue was able to take advantage of all that, either by getting in the lane and finding guys on the on the perimeter. I mean, Ivy had four assists. He had three in the you know the first few minutes of the game, so he was finding the right guys. Um, so they just they played with a different purpose today, uh, and that's a purpose that they they have to play with the rest of the year. You know, if they truly if they want to be the Big Ten champs, then. You know, that's the type of purpose they're going to have to play with. And they're going to have to do this thing on the road. They're going to have to go to go to Michigan State, have to go to Wisconsin to win this thing. And, you know, there's no easy setup. There's no, you know, a road paved with gold that's going to lead you to the Big Ten Championship. You know, Purdue's going to have to go out and earn this thing, just like they have all year, by beating... Michigan State and Wisconsin on the road. And that's just, you know, it's how they're going to have to do it. And, you know, Purdue doesn't, you know, Purdue's not going to play Nebraska. Uh, Purdue's not going to play, you know, another one of those, you know, they don't get Minnesota at home. They don't get Nebraska. They don't get any of that. You know, they've got to go out and earn it. You know, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Indiana. you got to go out and earn it. And you throw today's game in there, Rutgers, you know, that's four straight games 
you know, against NCAA tournament teams as of right now. Four straight games, one of them being your rival, you know, another one being the standard bearer of, of the Big Ten with Michigan State, another one is Wisconsin, a uh, steady program that is also in the hunt for this thing. You know, Purdue can sit back now this week, kind of let the contenders uh, beat up on each other a little bit, and then get to Saturday and play play Michigan State. So, you know, I thought Zach Eady and Travion were, were really good offensively. Travion was especially good in the first half. Uh, he had his he had his he had his he had his bag of tricks working, and he pulled out just about everything of his of his basketball toolbox and put it on display. But you know, those two guys combined for uh, 26 points again, 11 rebounds. Uh, you mentioned Jay Nivey. He was 0 for 5 from 3, but 5 of 6 from two-point range. Um, you know, made made the free throws. You know, Sasha got threes going. Mason Gillis got threes going. Um, and Purdue scores 84 points. And they scored 84 points against a really good defensive team. This team led the Big Ten, leads the Big Ten, or at least coming into Sunday, in conference games of, of, of in scoring defense. They were only giving up 60, less than 70 points a game in Big Ten action. And Purdue hung 84 on them. And that's the first time they've given up over 80 uh, since Illinois beat the crap out of them back in December uh, at, 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 uh, in Champaign. Um, so this is a really good defensive team Purdue faced today and kind of picked them apart, uh, especially early with the threes. And then late, late in the second half, or early in the second half with the burst, and then just you know feed the ball inside after that. Uh, so it was. It, this should be a performance that 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 propels them into this week. They're going to get two days off, Monday and Tuesday, and then get back at it Wednesday, preparing for for Michigan State. And if they can do this after just one day off. What will Saturday be like? Now, not everything is the same. It doesn't, you know, just because it happened this time doesn't mean it's going to happen the next. But Purdue should be re-energized and ready to go for this these last three games that they're going to have to play, you know, knowing what's at stake, knowing what they have to do, um, knowing they really, I mean, they really don't have a margin for error if you want to win the Big Ten by yourself. I mean, this much we know. If Purdue wins its last three games, it will it will be at least a share of the Big Ten title, and they'll be the number one seed in the uh, Big Ten tournament. I mean, that's 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 clear. That's that's what's at stake. There's really nothing else. I mean, yeah, you would, you know, if you're Purdue, you want to win it by yourself, but they're gonna need they're gonna need some help to do that. Uh, but Illinois still got to play Ohio State. Illinois still got to play some other teams. I think they still got to play Michigan. Um, so, you know, the, the schedules are out there, and uh, everybody knows what they have to do. But you know, it's right. It's right in front of Purdue uh, after after Sunday. Uh, a couple things about they had the bracket preview on Saturday, and Purdue was a number two seed. They were the seventh overall seed. Um, that's probably where they should be at this point. Um, 
they, they, they don't have that profile of a number one seed right now, and probably their defensive metrics uh, will hold them back. But if Purdue wins out, if Purdue wins the Big Ten regular season title, if Purdue would get to the championship game of the Big Ten tournament, you know, I I think they would have a case uh, for being a number one seed. Now, a lot of this depends what else happens across the country because Purdue's going to have to jump over some teams based on what was revealed uh, on Saturday to get to a number one seed. You're going to need Kansas to lose. I know Auburn lost over the weekend, but Baylor and Kentucky are probably going to have to lose for you, for Purdue to jump into that last number one seed spot or a number one seed spot. But I think winning out and getting into the championship game of the Big Ten tournament, uh, I think Purdue could make a case for being uh, a number one seed. Again, depending what else happens with other teams. All things being equal, if everybody wins out, everybody's in the same position, then Purdue's not going to be a number one seed. I, I know at times that matters to people, but it's all about the matchups. It's all about who you're going to play. You know, playing a 15 might be better than playing a 16 for, for or playing a 16 might be. It, it, what I'm trying to, I mean, it's all about matchups. It's all about matchups. Um, you know, playing a, you know, if you're a two seed playing a seven, you know, um, that that might be better than a, being a one and playing an eight. Uh, so it's all about matchups. It's all about who you're going to play. You know, what, who's your opponent and all that kind of stuff. Uh, seedings are nice. It, you know, number one seed, uh, is, uh, it would be reflective of what Purdue season has been if they would win the, the regular season title and if they would get to the championship game of the Big Ten tournament. That would be reflective of the kind of year that they have. But being a number two seed, uh, is nothing to hang your head about. Um, it would still be reflective of the year that Purdue has, has had. Um, and then you just go, you go play in the tournament at that, at that point. So I thought Purdue was kind of in the position I thought it would be. Uh, no, no really argument with the, the top four seeds with Gonzaga and Arizona and Auburn and Kansas. You know, then it's Baylor, Kentucky, uh, Purdue and Duke. Uh, is there a team seated three or four below Purdue that could come up and jump past Purdue? Um, I would say a team like Wisconsin could do that or Illinois. Um, you know, especially if Purdue would somehow falter in these last three games. You know, if, if they get beat by Wisconsin and Wisconsin would win the league by the, by themselves or Illinois somehow wins an outright championship, wins out and then gets the, uh, gets the outright title. You know, I could see Illinois making a move there. Uh, but I think if Purdue wins its last three games, uh, it's it's going to be no worse than a two seed in the tournament, even if it would get knocked out in the uh, in their first game of the Big Ten tournament. I think they I think they've done enough to 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 weather something like that. So, you know, I thought the the reveal was was fine where it should be, but you know, there's Purdue can move up, but again, they're going to need some help. And I'm sure you've seen the uh, the incident at the end of the Michigan Wisconsin game today where. Jawan Howard took a, you know, hit an assistant coach uh, upside the head, and there were other punches thrown from Michigan and Wisconsin players. Uh, I would expect a lot of suspensions 
Uh, I would expect a fine for Jawan Howard. Um, now the question is, should he lose his job over that? Coach, you know, you can go back to Woody Hayes. You can go back to other coaches that have that have done something like that, and you can make a case that he should lose his job. Now, Michigan put out a statement on Sunday, basically, you know, inexcusable what happened. Uh, but the one thing that I haven't seen, and maybe it, it has come out, that Juwan Howard does not apologize for what happened. I know he didn't apologize in the post-game press conference. I don't know if he's apologized yet, but that's kind of what he needs to do first if he wants to avoid losing his job. Uh, but I, I could see him being suspended for the rest of the regular season. I could see him be suspended for the rest of the season, you know, for the Big Ten tournament and any postseason games that Michigan would play in. Um, I, I think the Big Ten needs to, to come down heavy on this because you, you've got to have punishments to, to, to deter this. You can't, you can't let coaches and players off easy with this. And, you know, with, and with the players, you know, I think, you got to come down hard on them too. Um, you know, everybody's got to keep their cool in this situation. Um, if I was the arbitrator of this, I would, I would probably suspend Jawan Howard for the rest of the regular season at least, and then probably suspend the players if they have five games left, three if they have four, maybe uh, probably three games, probably a three-game suspension, maybe longer. Uh, depending on, you know, once they, you know, get through all the film and, you know, figure out, you know, who did what and, and, and when they did it. But yeah, there should be, there should be some hefty, hefty suspensions out of this. And, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Juwan Howard lost his job. Um, and I guess the question is, does it rise to that level? Um, and that's something the Big Ten's going to have to decide. It's something that Michigan's going to have to decide. Um, so that is something to watch this week. We'll see how quickly the Big Ten reacts to this. They they have put out a statement, but swift action in the Big Ten these days don't go hand in hand. So I, I think this is something that needs to come out on Monday and at the latest Tuesday about what what it's going to be, and then go from there. I, I, you can't drag this out into the later in the week. It has to get taken care of Monday. Preferably Monday, uh, but at the latest Tuesday, Tuesday morning, uh, to, to, uh, to make sure that this, this punishment is out there, um, and that everybody knows, uh, the situation. And, you know, Michigan's trying to get in the NCAA tournament. Um, how, the, how does this affect them? You know, Diabati was one of the guys involved. He's, he's playing well right now. Um, does this deter Michigan from getting in the tournament? How does the committee view them if Juwan Howard is suspended? Uh, a lot of, a lot of questions that will, will need to be answered, um, over the next couple weeks, uh, to see how this thing plays out. All right. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. Um, always appreciate your input, emails. If you have questions or whatever, feel free to reach out. Once again, Purdue beats Rutgers. Uh, they lead the Big Ten by a half game. Uh, they're still in position to win this thing. Um, and now they got a week off before they play at Michigan State on Saturday. Thanks for stopping by and have a good day.